Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course, you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with MyBookie. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Well, guys, it's a new season, and we got a new sponsor here on the show. So first of all, let me just ask. You remember the days when you were always ready to go? You want to increase your performance, get that extra confidence back in bed? Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue. Like the color. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You take them anytime, day or night, full stomach, empty stomach. Since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. You can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you can benefit from extra function, more confidence when it counts, Bluetooth is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Bluetooth helps you follow through. Bluetooth is prescribed online, strips straight to your door in a discreet package, no doctor's visit, no waiting at the pharmacy, none of that awkwardness. It's made in the USA. Since Bluetooth prepares and ships directly, it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, I got a special deal for our listeners. Visit Bluetooth.com, get your first shipment free when you use our promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's Blue, B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code ARMCHAIR. Try it for, for free. It's the better, cheaper, faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring our podcast. All right, let's go on to the show. Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark. Weekly dispatch from the dystopian reality that is Old Miss Athletics. I thought about changing it up there for a second, John. Um, another week in the books. Basically, every time we do this on a Monday, before, I feel like before the show, we just kind of say to each other, you know, another Monday down. Just got to put it behind you and move on. That's, that's kind of how it is with uh, some of these Old Miss football Saturdays this weekend. Uh, these, these this This year, I should say. Uh, played Missouri this past Saturday. It's it's really shaping up, and obviously I want to hear from you, John. But before I do, I just my little monologue here. It's really shaping up in a way that I feel like I mentioned last week. Basically, Jacob Threadgill, friend of the show, told me he thought this was going to happen, and you know whatever the exact record is. But basically, 
lose a ton of games and somehow the fan base still, you know, finds reasons to think things are better than last year. Cause in a lot of ways they are. Um, but it's just kind of, the team is better, but the win loss column, they're sitting at three and four. I mean, I don't know. All that to say, how you doing this week, man? What's up? I'm good. I think we both have uh, game three of the NLCS on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just uh, just saw a walk here in the first inning. The Nats commanding 2-0 lead in the series. Couldn't happen to a better uh, team than the Cardinals. Oh, God bless the fan, Cardinal fan base. I don't know how they're <laughs> yeah. You know, we, kinda, we, we, we plow through this every week, but we do give uh, financially sound advice. Landshark's locks of the week are 11-2-1. and one. That's right. That's what that's what betting on heavy favorites will do for you. I mean, it's all about discipline. In case mm-hmm. anybody wants to make this more complicated, is it's all about discipline. That's what we do. That's right. So. We're we're two very disciplined individuals, and you know, just a very disciplined show. No doubt about that. Um, yeah. yeah, I so, mean, so do you want to jump into the game? Or you- yeah, just to set it up a little bit. I mean, we were uh, Saturday. First game of the ALCS here in Houston. So that was going on at the same time as the Ole Miss-Missouri game. Wanted to watch both. We went down the street to a, to a sports bar, kind of outdoor setup. And it was actually a little bit cold in Houston for the first time, starting on Friday and Saturday night as well. So it was kind of not a great, not a great spot to be in. I mean, they had some heaters and stuff there, but it was really crowded with Astros game on. A bunch of Texas teams playing like there are every weekend around here. Uh, so I met up with I met up with a buddy. It was me and Angie, and so basically just to kind of set the scene for for what happened that night, we watched the Astros get smashed seven to zero. Vandy lost to UNLV. My buddy we were with uh, went to A and M. They lost to Bama, obviously. Old Miss lost to Missouri, and so it was overall just a pretty great pretty great sports Saturday all around. But hey, all you can do is uh, turn around, just like the Astros last night, get that walk off, get back in order, and that's what I think Ole Miss is going to have to try to do this weekend. Chance to go, you know, back five hundred and get a SEC West win against A and M. You know, I, I know you had some thoughts about it, but what do you see this weekend in the Missouri game? I think the big storyline, obviously, is John Reese Plumley looked good, had a long touchdown call back on a hold gets pulled for Corral. The team generally plays pretty poorly, doesn't score anything. Plumley gets put back in in the second half, and they go on and score, and they end up losing by, what, like 10, 11 points? I'm not sure. I know they covered 12, but I forget the final score. 38-27. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we can dive into the game and all that. Really, and – it would have been interesting if uh, the battle holding call didn't happen, if they got up 14-3, yeah. or even if they had just gotten across the goal line at the end of the half to take the lead into the half. I think yep. that would have. Yep. It was a winnable game, just like we've talked about this season, the the Memphis game, the Cal game. These were all winnable games. I do think Missouri's pretty good after having watched them. I think- yeah. I mean, statistically, I think they have the best defense in the SEC through half the season. I think, in, I think it's progress. In certain areas, the secondary needs work. They compete. Mm-hmm. They did some dumb shit, mm-hmm. uh, but it, they, they, they at least I mean they competed against what's probably uh, the third place. I mean, where's Missouri going to fall in the East? They're probably third. 
Um, well, beat- uh, what's going to happen when Missouri plays Florida? That could be an interesting game. And hell, what's happening when they play Georgia? Georgia just lost to USC. Yeah, I mean, that that Georgia loss is inexcusable. We'll get there. Here's my here's really my one question uh, discussion point for Ole Miss is Rich Rodriguez is proven. He's pretty much has has autonomy over the offense, best I can tell. But I don't think he has any he is any closer to understanding what the real path is with the quarterback situation than you and I are. And we think about this for probably, you know, less than five hours each week. Oh, damn. A lot less than that. I guess you're thinking well, you're think taking the entire game time, right? Yeah. Here and sure. maybe around a little bit. That's, sure, well, sure, sure. Took four hours, so that's how Yeah, that's that's right. I mean, I think we think about it for about 15, 20 minutes during this show before we move on to the what's going on around the country. And then, like you said, yeah, I mean, I think most Ole Miss fans are trying to figure it out week in and week out during the games. I mean... The thing, the thing about it is, I, I feel like I see where he's coming from when he pulls Plumley and puts Corral in against Missouri. Um, the, th- the reason that Ole Miss was scoring so much, and you have to excuse my second half, I pretty tuned out, and uh, like I said, there was a lot going on. We could barely get Ole Miss-Missouri on I, I might have had a few whiskey diets at the bar right outside <laughs> my building, and I might have, like browned out really don't remember the end of the game (laughs) well i was somewhat paying attention we left in the third quarter early fourth quarter walked home uh the game was close ish but i mean i never i wasn't under any sort of delusion that they were going to come back and win just like in that cow game um you know technically there was a possibility of tying it up at the end there but i never for whatever reason i never let myself even come close to believing that was going to happen um i think it's plus i'm just like in a Ever since the the optimism of the freeze years turned into the the five and seven campaign, and then everything that just happened after that, uh, I feel like my any any semblance of optimism for Ole Miss football has gone out the window, and it's just complete wait and see mode. So I, I don't ever let myself, you know, really get too carried away thinking that anything good is going to happen. It, it all makes too much sense when you you know lose the lose to Memphis, lose to Cal, lose to Missouri. You know, it's basically what you expected learning to be surprised. So I wasn't, I wasn't um, thinking they were going to come back and win, but I guess it was, po- it was technically possible. The thing about Plumlee uh, and, and his really great plays, it feels like is that it, it's, it's just athleticism. It's not necessarily that they're seeing anything uh, in the defense or that the defense is bad at protecting against the run. He's just really, really fast. I mean, I, I think the stat was, the last freshman QB that had this kind of rushing production through however many games, maybe 300 yard SEC games in a row, something like that was like Cam Newton. Like he, he is freakishly athletic, um, especially at the quarterback position. So I don't know what you do if you're rich Rob, because the passing game is almost non-existent when he's in there. But for whatever reason, you know, Ole Miss has young wide receivers Offensive line maybe isn't as, as good at pass protection as run blocking. For whatever reason, the offense as a whole seems more dangerous, despite being extremely one-dimensional uh, when he's in there so far, at least since the Arkansas game. So I, I really don't know uh, what Rich Rod's path forward is. I, I assume, uh, and it's kind of a tough break for Corral, because like I said, it's not necessarily that it, he's played terribly, um, I think it's just been a lot of factors that have that have kind of fallen the the wrong way. I I don't understand why you mentioned the end of the first half. 
trying to get that rush TD. I, I see why you go for it instead of kicking the field goal there, but I kind of think that Plumlee should probably have been in at quarterback down inside the five-yard line. I don't know. but I completely agree going for it, I, but they're not an inside run team. Yeah, the yeah. Line is, the offensive line's been better than Memphis, but frankly, a lot of the runs are – I mean, with Phillips, Ely, and Connor, that's probably that's the best Ole Miss backfield since. I mean, it's better than any of the people, like any of the guys that Freeze had. Freeze. Better than any Freeze backfield. Yeah. In theory, Jeff Scott, Brandon Bolden was pretty good, mm-hmm. but these guys are better because Connor and Ely are two. I mean, yeah, Connor potentially be pro football players, and Scotty Phillips is a good college player. Yeah, so. and, and they're both freshmen, so I don't know. I I think maybe. I, do you, do you it might be the might be the most depth and com, the, the most complete Ole Miss backfield I've ever seen. If I sit here really think so, if this. if you're trying to put yourself in Rich Rodriguez's shoes, <laughs> do you just lean into it and start running like a essentially like a triple option with a. I, 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 I'd go all in on Plumley. If Corral gets pissy and transfers, fine. You got the Hoover kid coming. Um, well, you got the you know he he's coming next year. Well, Tisdale potentially could be a, a key Tisdale down the line. Probably, I mean, they're probably. I think. I mean, in some ways, it's almost like they're. I mean, it's like they get these three guys. Really, ideally, they would keep two and then have whoever the. I forget whoever the kid is outside Birmingham, Hoover, whatever. Mm. And then you got three QBs, but I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, I, it's I don't really want to say like let let Corral go because I do think he's a talented, potentially talented college player. But just it, the, in the last few games, it seems like things have been more dangerous when it's been Plumlee versus Corral. It's a, it's a weird situation. Um, I I'm not positive because uh, like we were talking about. Earlier, before we started recording, I kind of treat Ole Miss games this year the same way I treat the podcast. Like, all right, we got to watch this game. Let's get it over with. All right, when it's done, let's not invest too much emotional energy in it because it's just not a very rewarding hobby these days. But not to the podcast. The podcast is, of course, extremely rewarding, John. You know, we live for this. But uh, So I, I didn't necessarily keep up with it, but I saw some talk today that potentially – they're going to explore having two QBs at the field uh, at once, which a lot of people have called for ever since Plumlee emerged this athletic threat. Um, it's an interesting idea. I wonder how much of that is simply trying to put it out there so people uh, like A&M have to maybe try to waste time thinking about that this week. It does seem like there would be a lot of moving parts there. But, I mean, you could do a package where you put Plumlee at H-back or something like that. I don't know. It's interesting. The, way to approach, the other way to approach this is Plumlee in the slot would be – right. Dangerous, but he's not going to touch the ball as much, so I right. don't know. I know. Well, you have to uh, – Rich Rodriguez needs to get creative. I mean, honestly, you said he has complete autonomy over the offense. I think Rich Rodriguez has done a, a worse job with his group than uh, than Mike McIntyre has with the defense. Fully agree with that statement. I thought you were going to say Phil Longo there for a second. Oh, well, come on. I mean, that's that's not a fair comparison. So, um. You know, the other thing, too, if you look at their schedule, LSU's a loss, Auburn's a loss. Yeah, but um, they have, I mean, they, 
the, the path is, is still it, existing. It's a must win this weekend if you're going to get to six. Train wreck. We'll get to that. Uh-huh. Uh, Mexico's a win. I'm forgetting somebody else. I th- no, 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 no that's it. Four, that's it. Uh, this is the swing game if you're going to get to six and six. I think you, you know, you can go all in playing a guy this week, and then you can kind of split reps against LSU and Auburn. And, yeah, yeah, it won't matter that much. Yeah, you can pacify everybody enough through that whole process in New Mexico State. Yeah, I'd go, I'd go all in with Plumley. Now, if he has a bad couple series, then you you can put Corral in. I thought Corral as a change of pace in the second quarter worked. They should have just gone back to Plumley in the red zone. That's yeah. my position here. Yeah, uh, they they just need to find. They they've been close against Cal and. Competitive against Mizzou, find a find a way to win one of these games. Yeah, and it's got to be this weekend. I, I think if it's not this weekend, you're you're going to be hoping that you can beat State and get to five and seven because I, you're not going to beat LSU. That's for sure. Auburn is a long, long shot, longer shot than Missouri was for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't remind me if the I think the Auburn game is. At Auburn, yeah, because I went to the Auburn game last year in Oxford. So yeah, that'll be at Auburn. LSU will be in Oxford. That's a that's an L. Um, let's talk about the other games this weekend to kind of give some context on that. LSU um, cementing itself as I mean, right there with Alabama at the top of the SEC with a, a pretty. It was close for a long time, but beating Florida by the final score they did is a is a pretty dominant result. I thought I thought while that game was going on that Florida plus fourteen was a safe bet, but uh, you know that was it was a push. So big win for LSU. Big win. They um, they go to Starkville. They'll obliterate that team. They'll obliterate them this weekend. Yeah, another big story from this past weekend there. Up to two in the AP poll. I think if they can, if their offensive line can can play up to can play it a high level against Alabama, which I think they can this year. That's going to be a really interesting game. If you think about the passing uh, attacks of Burrow and the LSU receivers against Tua and the Alabama receivers, that's arguably, and it's interesting, it's an SEC game, it's arguably one of the biggest air raids we'll ever see, just in terms of pure uh, passing offensive talent from a quarterback and from a uh, receiver standpoint. Man, that yeah, that is gonna be the game of the season. Um, you know, I think from looking at it that CBS probably takes. Oh, it's at Alabama. Okay, that's but I think that's gonna be the two game day because you also have Missouri Georgia that day. Well, um, they already used the primetime slot with Georgia Notre Dame. Oh. It's interesting. Wait, they it's did. A- oh God. <laughs> Was the year this year they decided to take to not default to LSU Alabama as the prime time because it's been so one sided for a number of years now? All of a sudden, yeah, that was a mistake. There's, yeah, apparently there's backdoor rumors that they're trying to work with ESPN to where they can take the prime time slot and ESPN gets like 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 uh like ESPN got the better game this week with LSU Florida as opposed to A and M Bama. Although A and M draw huge, A and M draws big. Yeah, so. Uh, Alabama, so everybody kind of won on that one. Um, that's going to be really interesting. Now, Auburn, see, Auburn goes to Death Valley. They haven't won there since 98, uh, but they get the Iron Bowl at home. Auburn's good enough to knock one of them off. I don't think they're good enough to win the division, but I think they could not. They could and I, would, I, would, I would love for Alabama 
to wait where that it's uh if LSU can go in and win at Alabama and then Alabama drops a game at Auburn and doesn't go to Atlanta, doesn't go to the playoff, ends up in some New Year's Day bowl, ah, oh, that would be that would be great. I get you know, I would say I'd say that's conceivable. Yeah, I think it depends how Auburn plays down the stretch. LSU goes to state, that's a win. They host Auburn. History says it's a win. I think it's a win. I think that game's interesting because Auburn is very good at some things, but I think LSU wins that game. Yeah, I think LSU, it's, it's 2.30 kick at Tiger State, so they're on CBS the next two weeks, LSU. Hey, that's great. Uh, that's, that's, those, are, those are both great games. Bye to Alabama, and then they will go to Ole Miss, host Arkansas, host a and I mean, if LSU – I think they're eleven and one. Worst case, yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. Um, if they if they go eleven and one and say their loss is like close game in Tuscaloosa, do they get in as a four? Probably. No, uh, you think so? Because the problem is they if if they go eleven and one and Bama loses to Auburn, Bama still goes to Atlanta. Yeah. And then what? Bama uh, beats. Well, then, then, then LSU would have beaten Auburn. LSU would have beaten Florida, who probably finishes with ten hmm. wins. And then with, with okay, the well, okay. So who's who is Bama playing in uh, in Atlanta? That makes the Florida Georgia game a huge game. They play uh, Florida. It's interesting. Florida, Florida, Auburn, Alabama, LSU, Georgia all have shots at the playoff here. Yeah. Yeah. I think Auburn, I don't think Auburn's going to do it, but they have a they have a hellacious front seven. No, there there's legitimately five yeah. teams that are still even even after Georgia lost South Carolina, they run the table. If they win in Atlanta, they'll be in the playoff. How does okay. the rest of the play out too? Because Oklahoma probably runs the table. Yep. Uh, Clemson, they showed up more this week. They I, run think, the I think Clemson and Oklahoma are in the playoff because who's going to well, stop them in their league? You're only going to get one SEC team because I think yep. Oklahoma, I think Ohio State's going to run it too. But there's but there's a realistic path for every all those five teams. Um, let's see, Auburn. And all uh, five control their own destiny as of this moment. That's yeah, the if, other. If, if anybody wins out and wins in Atlanta – out of Auburn, yeah. Florida, the two lost teams, or Georgia. Those are all – Those are the, sorry, the one loss. Florida, Georgia, Auburn. Those are all the one loss teams. They went out and went in Atlanta they're in. LSU and Bama, the undefeated teams, if they take a loss and went in Atlanta they're in, if they, if they went out and lose in Atlanta, they might uh, – the prop, you're, you're thinking Ohio State, Clemson, and Oklahoma are taking three of the four, right? I they're all undefeated. Because they're going to go undefeated. So really, yeah, they all control their own destiny, but it's probably going to be the winner of SEC championship that gets in as the one sure. SEC team. I agree. I think that's who whoever wins the SEC. So that, it, it becomes very important to get to Atlanta, even if you take one loss uh, in your division or throughout the course of the SEC season. Um, all that really matters is, is getting to Atlanta and winning that game is, is the, what it looks like right now. Yep. Hmm. Huh. So, yeah, I mean, that means LSU has to beat Bama to go to the playoff. That's the only path. Because how, how do they lose to Alabama and then beat them to Atlanta? They don't, because no one's going to beat uh, Alabama other than Auburn. 
Auburn's the only team that can beat Alabama. And, and, and if that happened, Alabama was still the tie, the tiebreaker with LSU. Now, what if Auburn – oh, Auburn could go to Atlanta instead of Alabama. Still, LSU's not getting in then, but Auburn could get into the playoff if they yep. went out with their one loss being Florida. Huh. It, it, it's actually – it's fun. It's actually one of the most interesting SEC schedules at this point. Is um, that the point too, or Alabama strength of schedule sucks? They have Duke and Tennessee on there. Yep. yep. The only two teams they really play. I mean, A and M's not that good. The only two no. teams they play are LSU and Auburn. Now they're Alabama. They get the benefit of the doubt. But if they lose, like, like Auburn is going to have Oregon, Florida, LSU, Georgia, Alabama on their resume. That's a hell of a lot tougher. Yeah, but you think where's where is that uh, Auburn Georgia game? So this is Auburn's schedule. I don't see how this happens. Is uh, you know, two Arkansas? That's a win. Two LSU. They they're losing that. Uh-huh. Uh, host Georgia and host Alabama. Man, so, that is that is brutal. Yeah, I don't think Auburn's going to win the Iron Bowl because there's just too much shit before it. I mean, they're they're going to be debil- Like I think Auburn could just fall apart down the stretch because they lose anything to play for. Eh, freshman quarterback, he's a legacy. They got a defense that'll travel. I think they're tough throughout. If you, I think, I think Auburn could definitely be an Alabama spoiler. But here's what happens to Auburn: they beat Arkansas, they lose at LSU. They have two losses. They're not going to the playoff. They host Ole Miss. I mean, bounce back and win. Sure. They host Georgia. I think Georgia has more to play for. And then Auburn's a three-loss team. I don't think three-loss Auburn is really that dangerous against Alabama, but maybe they get up just because it's the Iron Bowl. I don't know. They'll get up at home for the Iron Bowl. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we'll let this all play out. It is. It's 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 super interesting. Um, let, let's talk about – so the SEC, as always, uh, there's a big disparity in the wealth here. So we talked about the five teams that could still make the playoff. And then you got Arkansas and Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. Um, things are things are bleak in all of those programs. So we uh, we mentioned putting John Reese Plumley at slot receiver. Did you see how Kentucky beat Arkansas? Kind of the inverse of that. I did not see any. So of that. I didn't know about that. I didn't know about this till today. I saw it somewhere and uh, and Googled it. So Kentucky beat Arkansas twenty four to twenty. And they did it with their first string or their wide receiver one, I should say, playing quarterback, Lynn Bowden, uh, went seven for 11, 78 yards and a touchdown, and he rushed for 196. I, I think that is so fun. Just put your wide receiver in at quarterback and go beat Arkansas. I love it. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, that's really great. Um, so that's fun. Rough, rough time. Uh, in Arkansas, Chad Morris is two and four. Um, let's look at their schedule a little bit here. Ooh, are they going to get to? Are they going to get another win? That'll be fun. So they're losing to Auburn. They're losing at Bama, obviously. So the second of November becomes a huge game for both them and State. So the good news for Arkansas, I think they will get a win against Western Kentucky, more than likely. They're not going to beat LSU. Not to beat Missouri, but. On the 2nd of November, Mississippi State and Arkansas are going to be battling it out. Mississippi State has a a very long bowl streak at this point. I'm not sure exactly how long, probably eight or nine years of making bowl games, including the 5-7 and seven Dan Mullen year. They got them with their APR or whatever. 
But now they're in a precarious situation. Lost to Kansas State, obviously. Beat Kentucky, got blown out by Auburn. And then, John, you called it last week on the podcast. They go into Nayland Stadium, just look like absolute shit. Start the transfer from Penn State. He's awful. Put the freshman in. It's too little, too late. They lose 20-10 to against Tennessee. Tennessee's second win of the year. First SEC victory of the year. Basically, um, they got beat by a team that lost to Georgia State. Uh, it's not great. That's pretty rough. So they're sitting at how many wins they got. They got three wins right now, three losses. Most, go ahead. They play LSU. That's a loss. Three and four. They go to A and M. That's great, but A and M's. I I don't think A and M is very good. But you're really telling me the team that just went in and looked that bad against Tennessee is going to play well on the road at Kyle Field, a game that A and M needs to win, especially if Ole Miss finds a way to beat A and M in Oxford this weekend. Um, yeah, that Arkansas, that's rough. Arkansas beats them to. Finally got a conference win for Chad Morris. Exactly what I'm thinking. I think uh, I think Mississippi State. Alcorn's a win. That's four. I think that's Abilene Christian maybe. But, yeah, so they have a non-conference win left for sure. The question for State becomes, can they win two out of A&M, Arkansas, Ole Miss? Because they're going to have to if they want to get to six and six. It's uh, That's going to be – I think that's going to be a tough task. Is the coach next year? Say again, is Moorhead coach next year? Is he the coach at State next year? I I think they're sending the message right now that he might not be. Um, does he get fired or does he find another gig? Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, you know, maybe John Cohen works some magic. Larry Templeton helps him out. Maybe they can get, like, Moorhead to take the Rutgers job or something. A little under-the-table deal. I don't know. I mean... The thing that I mean, the real question for me, and not being a hater because state's a rival program, but like who who are they targeting? Who are they going to go get after they either fire or move on from Moorhead after just two they seasons? Ran, I think state is, I think Moorhead being an outsider to SEC country has played, has played out much more difficult than I think people thought well, it would be. And you could, I mean, it worked for Mullen. <laughs> Mullen yeah. got it done as a weird Yankee in Starkville, but I think it's a lot more likely that doesn't work out than it does. Here's the difference is Mullen was in the SEC for a number of years as an assistant. At Florida, yeah, absolutely. Tim Tebow and worked for Urban Meyer. Like, that's that kind of transcends that. Mm-hmm. Um, Moorhead, well, Franklin, uh, whatchamacallit, Vanderbilt would not have been there. What's Hud Smith doing these days? Let me look. I think he, uh, I think he either coaches at state as a coordinator, or he recently did that. I know he was there last year. Uh, Lafayette, he got fired. He was a tight ends coach. Then is it Austin P? Is it Austin P? So maybe they bring him home. It's time. So he went twenty nine and thirty. No, but here's the thing: you have to remember about whoever. If if they move on for Moorhead, if they keep him another year, I mean, maybe he turns it around. I think that's a low probability at this point, which is what we've seen so far. But you have to remember that John Cohen is going to try to outthink himself and, and make some sort of acute hire. That's what he did with Moorhead. Uh, that's what he did with the baseball coach. He's he's going to try to like find something. Um, he would hire Mike Leach. Yeah, maybe so. Hey. It, Hey, he, and Mike Leach would actually work in Starkville. And might, that would be, might be a good idea. The problem with that 
is that Mike Leach would have to totally rebuild that roster because they you don't know, have. Go ahead. If they'd actually do that, then I, then I'd have to. You know, how do I feel about Mike Leach? I don't know if they if they got Mike Leach, I would I would not be upset if they did well because I think it would be interesting and funny, and at least they hired someone that was somewhat likable. But, but yeah. it would be it would be a couple of years, I think. Maybe he could go the JUCO route and find a QB that could run a type of an air raid system. But their wide receiver room is just bleak, man. Like they're uh, but Leach. It may take him a couple, but he would get it. I um, do. I do think it would work eventually. In a way, I mean, it would be Mike Leach still, where I he think, would win I some think, games. And I think Leach could Leach could play to the. Play to the crowd, but not be a complete like burn down old Miss guy or whatever. I so, just I wonder if Cohen is gonna try to get away from a an offensive guy after what just happened with Moorhead. I think it's more of a the only issue with the leech thing is who are you gonna uh, how are you gonna recruit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, and they're they're also on probation now, so you gotta you gotta watch out. Yeah, I mean. They should. They should hire Gene Chizik. They should hire Gene Chizik. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, he's got a national championship, man. Well, Bobby Petrino flamed out at Louisville round two, so I don't think he otherwise. Let's think. I mean, realistically, who could they hire other than Leach that would even register? Even people would know who they were. I'm trying to think about this. I mean. What this is year one for for Neil Brown, right? I know it's going. Ireland Kiffin. Oh, see, this is, I just are they bold enough to do that again? That's another hire. Oh, if they made oh, it, I'd have to. I'd have to like oh, it. Cohen would do that. Yeah, maybe he would. I, I, who was who was the guy he hired? Uh, Canizares or whatever uh, that replaced him, and then yep, yep, and then he got he got fired with a, a sexting scandal. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're more, right. More content in the show than I thought there would be. Look at this. Well, there was a lot of there was a lot of funny shit that happened this weekend in, in football. This, this was actually a really good slate of college ball. A lot going on. Yeah, so. for sure. And, and as we've as we've just set up, there's a there's a lot to look a lot of games to look forward to on this slate. I mean, I'd say let's see, just off the top of my head, top five games left this season. Obviously, Alabama, LSU, but Florida, Georgia is huge. Um, uh, Iron Bowl is going to be big, depending on what happens all before then. Auburn LSU is going to be big. Um, I, I want to see what happens when Missouri yeah, plays Georgia. Contenders in the SEC competing for what I think is one spot. Oh, hold on, John. Hold on, John. Something that just occurred to me. What happened? What did you figure out? Well, I'm just thinking about. I'm just thinking about this. Hold on. So, Missouri. Beats Vanderbilt, beats Kentucky. The 9th of November, yep. they win at Georgia. The okay. next week, they host and beat Florida. They beat Tennessee and Arkansas. They're going to Atlanta. If they win in Atlanta, so if if they beat Georgia and Florida, that's a, a two tough games. If Kelly Bryant and that defense figure it out, they could, they could end up in the playoff. I mean, they'd have to beat Alabama or LSU in Atlanta. But... That would be hilarious. I mean, we're, 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 I'm just saying, there's another one-loss SEC team that could still control their own it, destiny. Mizzou's going to win nine games, which we uh, – I got it here. I did not uh, pick that. I picked low. I was low on the transfer QBs. I'll own that. I think I was low on Oklahoma, too. Both went six and six. Fuck that up. 
Yep, they're already, what, 5-1 and one or 6-1, and one, so that's not working out. But, I mean, to be fair, to our credit. 12-0 Georgia, I fucked that up. Wait, what else? I'm interested now. Who else? Who do we pick out of these national title? What we what we do for Auburn and LSU? Uh, Auburn's. Oh my God. Yeah, we picked way low on Auburn, didn't we? Seven five for you and six and six for me. With that one, had stayed at seven and five. That's not half food. Oh man, if they went seven and five, it'd be a great it'd be a great turnaround. Four A and M. That was looking. That may be a game high. Wait, what'd you what'd you pick for A and M? Both had eight and four. Oh yeah, I don't uh, I don't see that happening. Wait, and that's crazy. When you look at that schedule, I don't know how we ever thought that was going to happen. We're basically saying they're only going to lose to Clemson, Bama, LSU, Auburn. Yeah, I mean it's possible, I we, guess, we, but we had them beating Auburn based on our records. Uh, yeah, that's rough. Uh, All right. Look at- Interesting. Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's look at the lines of the week um quickly in the NFL. This past week, I got Monday Night Football on now. Football is canceled in Dallas the rest of the year, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I would, I would think, yeah. How the hell? What, that's ridiculous. I mean, Garrett's not even clapping on the sidelines anymore. It's pretty funny. <laughs> hey, yeah. Lincoln Riley can make the playoff and then go take the Cowboy job, which I don't know if that's really going to fix anything, but it's at least something different. Yeah, I mean, it's it's better for sure. Um Mm, scrolling through these games, I think definitely the big story of the week is the Texans beating the Chiefs. Um, Texans are four and two. Uh, Chiefs not quite there right now. I mean, it, here I mean some some records that stand out. Definitely the Texans at four and two. I would say the Saints at five and one with Teddy Bridgewater at QB is Saints are the favorite. A shocker. Forty Niners at five and zero. Oh. They, they destroyed the Rams. Well, they, they, they're, I mean, Jimmy G got hurt last year. He's back healthy, and they kind of quietly. They're they're good. You know, Jimmy G first went out there, won a bunch of games at the end. Yeah. Hurt. Now it's, here we go. I think Shanahan's probably a, one of the upper half coaches in the league. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I, I'd say Packers 4-1, and one, Patriots 6-0, and oh, not surprising. There's a big opportunity for the Lions tonight. Uh. The rumor is that the Pats going to try to get AJ Green. They got to move some cap space. Oh, like in midseason. Yeah, they need. Another yeah, that, that makes sense because the Bengals aren't doing shit at zero and six. I mean, there's a lot of winless teams. Um, the Falcons are absolutely terrible. Jameis Winston threw five picks. Threw five picks at four hundred yards. Just, just bizarre. Um, yeah. Thirty-one rushing. So the thing about that AJ Green thing. Uh, I, I, what what is his injury? He's been out all season, right? It's screwed. It, high ankle sprain and training camp on some shitty field. So, huh. I mean, they're they're not rushing him back anytime soon. They probably shop him for trade bait. If I'm uh, what yeah. you call? No, I think I think it makes sense from the Bengals' perspective. I'm just wondering for the Patriots. You bring him in. Is he going to be productive this season? Because that's got to be the hope, right? Oh yeah, they, they'll they'll go vet it. They'll, they'll go spy on him. Sure, sure, sure. Well. Uh, Seattle at five and one. Russell Wilson just knows how to win. Met, met, yeah. Did you see Matt throw a dude down? Yeah, that was that was classic. Um, yeah, I think I think that obviously, like you said, the secret to that team success is just Russell Wilson being a, a veteran guy. He's he's a great yeah. great quarterback. He you know Mullen has the ability to get more out of a team in big games. Kind mm-hmm. of, I'm, I'm making a jump here. Mm-hmm. Wilson knows how to win in the fourth quarter. It's 
It's impressive. We mentioned Houston, Kansas City. Deshaun Washington. Watson. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson is a talent. Um, and yeah, so settled in. Look what's happening. Yeah, exactly right. So kind of like so. What what do we think about Jared Goff? Uh, then they give him a bunch of money. Yeah, I assume. But I mean, they look like shit with Gurley out this past week. In, I, the 49ers, I'm just consistently impressed by how quickly they rebuilt that uh, uh, all over the place. It's crazy. They're really good on defense. They tanked it pretty hard and yeah. uh, traded for picks. Lent, they got, a, got John uh, Lynch as the GM. I think they've got something. Yeah. Um, playing the Seahawks will be interesting. San Francisco has a soft schedule, too. they got a last-place yeah. special. They- let's let's look at these college lines, and then we'll do NFL lines for the week, and then we'll finish with some uh, MLB, MLB playoff talk. Um, so we got a Wednesday game this week, John. South Alabama at Troy. Troy's the big favorite. Um, a couple of Thursday games. UCLA at Stanford. Stanford minus 9.5. Friday. Fuck yeah. me. Bleach. Oh yeah, so, um, I forgot about that. Uh, Friday night, several games. Ohio State plays Friday night at Northwestern. This is probably a lock of the week potential candidate for you, John. Ohio State minus twenty eight. It's a little high. A little high. But I, I'd have to look at Northwestern scores from the rest of the year up until now. Wait, is, is uh, seventeen Marvin Jones Jr. I'm playing against this guy in fantasy. Northwestern lost by twenty one to Michigan State. Not a good oh, team. you're right. 28 is probably safe against Ohio State then. Yeah, it opened 25 and a half. That would have been the time to get on it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Miami minus 18 hosting Georgia Tech. Uh, Clemson minus 24 and a half at Louisville. That's a candidate right there. Um, yeah. Houston minus 22 versus a very bad UConn team. Yeah, um, back on the wagon. Uh, Wisconsin minus 31 and a half at Illinois. Florida minus five and a half at South Carolina. I think Florida covers that. I don't think uh, South Carolina, uh, Helensky is is out, right? I mean, he's they're on their third string for real. Yeah. I mean, Georgia. That's that was just one of those games. I mean, they were just destined to win that. There's uh, 20 was a pick six. Yep. Florida's got a defense. I, I I think Florida's good enough to bounce back there. I think so too. And that that was one of the things that we uh, right on that. Okay, five and a half. Yeah, exactly. I, I was saying that Georgia game. One of the things that we didn't talk about, but man, that game was funny. That was so awesome. All those missed field goals. Basically, a game decided by missed field goals. You gotta love that. The college kickers. I screwed screwed that game up multiple times. It was pretty. I I enjoyed it because I was just consistently saying what they should do in the end of that game on both sides, and they weren't doing it, and they and they it was biting them. And I was like, oh, I'm a better coach than uh, Kirby Smart, which I think is definitely true. Um, let's see here. Oklahoma minus thirty three and a half hosting West Virginia. That's that number is too big for me. Oklahoma is good, but here's here's an interesting number, John. Auburn minus 18.5 at Arkansas. Interesting. At Arkansas. Was Auburn off this past weekend? What did Auburn do? Uh, they were a bye, I believe. Yeah, okay. So I think I think that's a good that's a good possibility for them covering a big number there. That's 35 against Then again, Tennessee. Auburn might be looking ahead to LSU this weekend. I don't know. 
I don't think anybody's going to care too much about playing Arkansas, which maybe they'll get an upset because of it, but I don't think anybody's really worried about Arkansas right now. Um, uh, Memphis minus four and a half against Tulane. Wait, did Memphis stay undefeated? I didn't see what Memphis did this past weekend. Lost two at the end. That's I what think. I thought. So Memphis has a loss now. Mizzou minus 21 and a half at Vandy. That's got some appeal to it. Yeah, I mean, the wheels have fallen off for Vandy. Special position on Vandy. Yeah, I mean, it's just Derek Mason has has to go. It's just ridiculous at this point. How do you lose to UNLV? It's it's beyond anything. I mean, that's they're, – they're, it was actually interesting because I think Wolken wrote a column that like Mississippi State fans have the least hope in the conference or something. Like, no, I mean, are you just forgetting – like, doesn't Wolken live in Nashville? Like, Vanderbilt is in the SEC, too. That's that's the definition of just a, a program that doesn't care right now um, or a fan base. It's That's rough. They, they need to they need to get away from Mason. That's true. They have a new AD. I think it, it might actually happen. Um, yeah, they'll have to do something. Virginia minus three and a half against Duke. Sorry, what were you going to say, John? Uh, Penn State minus nine against Michigan. Ooh. That's a... That's that, uh, too high, right? I mean, I, I hate Michigan. Yeah, it feels like a sucker, but it's prime time, Happy Valley, and it's Shea on the road. Yeah, and I, I mean, don't. I, I mean, I'm not betting on Shea. That's for sure. Really gonna be able to keep that within a score? You think with this LSU minus nineteen and a half in Starkville, is that is that them betting on a letdown game for LSU? On Detroit, what do you? Oh, they called it a touchdown. Wow. Detroit, I thought fucked it up from the six. Yeah, I thought so too. I'm watching that as well. But see, one guy's one guy's saying one ref saying not a touchdown. One ref saying is a touchdown. They got to review that. Let's see this one. Interesting. Um, um, let's see here. We're I, I think I, I think uh, yeah, they're replaying it now. I think LSU is. Uh, oh, he got it. He's in. Yeah, he got it. Okay. I, I think LSU minus nineteen and a half is likely, but I guess you're thinking maybe they just don't care as much after they got the big win against Florida. Um, they're yeah. definitely nineteen and a half points better than the the. Yeah, so explosive, like a sleepwalk a half, and then five minutes, bang, bang, bang. Well, actually, I think LSU minus nineteen and a half is probably safe. So you have to remember, this is not a game where State is going to play their suspended players, and they're just going to take this loss. They're just going to wear it on the chin. So. I- State is in a funky spot. I could see them coming back from Knoxville. Everybody's like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, just completely giving up. Yeah, I, I think nineteen minus nineteen and a half is uh, is pretty safe there. Um, I think Penn State's a candidate. I think uh, LSU's a candidate. Uh, Missouri's a candidate. I would say the defense is too sloppy to cover thirty five. Georgia minus twenty five hosting Kentucky. I mean, I think they probably oh, cover that. Up there, mm-hmm. uh, Florida. Actually, I think Florida five and a half on the road is makes sense to me. I like that one. Oregon minus three at Washington feels light. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Washington's lost twice at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alabama minus thirty four and a half is also very safe hosting Tennessee. And you, I feel like you get backdoor covered. Yeah, maybe so. I I just think Alabama loves running the score up in this game, and Tennessee is really bad. I mean, it could be. What, I, I could, what, what about Ole Miss plus six? 
I don't bet on Ole Miss at home. I think I think they cover that. Should have taken them against Cal. Should have taken. They've Cal, covered but. three games in a row since Cal. You th- maybe this is the week that Vegas gets it right. Then maybe they lose by seven. Yeah. Um. I just can't trust Luke and Rich Rich Rod. Uh, I think that's fair. All right, so I would I would like to bet on a a lower spread this week. I don't want to bet. I'm I get I'm tired of cheering for favorites to to blow out and then avoid backdoor covers like you're saying. Um. All right, all right I'm gonna pick. Hmm. I might well, I might go back. To, what was that Florida line again? I might go back to that. Let's see here. Florida minus five and a half at South Carolina. Yeah, I like that. I like I'm, that's my lock of the week. Florida minus five and a half. We're going to trust old Dirty Dan. South Carolina. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to say must champ and his third string QB are going to play poorly. Yeah, they're not going to get it done. Florida defense is better than 42 points. Now, the LSU offense is really good. Right. It's not a, right. Uh, I think Brandon bounces back. Um, Dan's actually got a quarterback he likes playing now instead of Franks, who mm-hmm. he had to play because of, uh, you know, that's how the system works. Sure. I think that's a good pick. Um, I'm between LSU at State and Penn State, Michigan. I think those are my two finalists. So you officially, Ohio State on Friday night minus twenty eight is too many points. Just Evanston's weird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, that's, that's fair. They probably beat the shit out of them, but yeah, I actually I like the over in that game better. Oh, what you got that at? Let me see. It is at on Vegas Insider. Let me get all the way up here. It is at uh, it's forty nine and a half. Oh yeah, I think that's yeah that's gonna hit on a Friday night. Was, things could get weird, but isn't Northwestern the team that we thought was gonna hit it over in week one to three, and then it's like shit, you know? Yep, but yep, yep, yep. Big Ten, Big Ten overs. That's it's. Uh, yeah, that's a dangerous game. I, I wouldn't take that as my lock of the week. All right, but so it, you're between LSU and State, and uh, what was the other one you said there? Penn State, Michigan. Right, right, right. Ooh, you're gonna you're gonna put it on the nine points uh, against Shea. Okay. All right. Well, take well, your take your pick, John. All right. I think if I was actually betting money, I would do the LSU line. But if you're going to go single digits, I'll join you. Give me Penn State. What, what are they at on my bookie? Minus nine, I believe. Yeah, my, boss, my boss is a Penn State alum. I'm going to text him and tell him Penn State minus nine is a lock of the week, and he, they better not fuck it up and get Shea back. They better not. All right, so those, we got our locks of the week. We're going against the haters that say we only choose the big All favorites. Up. The hundred thousand drunk Pennsylvanians against Shea Patterson. I think that's, I, feel, I think it's safe. I, feel pretty, I like. Think it. about it. half those people root for the Eagles. The other half root for the Steelers. I try. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. So those that's your uh, your CFB locks of the week. Let's uh, dip into these NFL lines here for what is this week seven of the NFL? Is that that sounds right? It is week seven. All right. College. Thursday night, we got Kansas City versus the Broncos. KC minus three and a half. I think that's an overreaction of them losing the Texans. Where is game? That's in, that is in Denver. So the Broncos have been better. They just shut out the Titans. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think the Titans are a train wreck. 
They they hired the FedEx guy's son, and that's just one of the worst decisions they could have made. Yeah, I actually think Vrabel's a decent coach, but I think Arthur, Arthur Smith is very bad OC. Uh, yeah, I think I think give me KC minus three and a half. They're going to be in Denver, slinging around. It's, I like that Tyree Kill is back. My fantasy team needs him to do, have another big week. Uh, Von Miller rushing the passer against a bum. Mahomes, I think Mahomes' ankle is going to keep him. Chubb's got Chubb got hurt. Um, almost like the under in a sense. Uh, Over under forty eight and a half on my bookie. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, let's not. We don't have to agonize over it. We're not taking any locks of the week here. Uh, let's see. You got the Cardinals at the Giants on noon. Giants minus three. Cardinals have looked a lot better. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, Giants defense is bad. I think Murray can put it up. I kind of like the Cardinals in that spot. I do as well. The Colts are minus one, hosting the Texans at noon. Um, this is a big game for the Texans. If they can win that and go five and two, I think it's official that they're having a good year. Like Although, they, back yeah. to the defense, 10 days of rest. Arizona's coming cross country. Uh, they really need that win. They're two Saquon, Saquon might be back. Well, I might be back. Actually, Giants. Let's pick the Giants. Yeah, I mean, Arizona they, got a win anyway, didn't they? Yeah, they, they did. They just they just won against. Um, I just yeah. looked at it a second ago. I forgot. Um, uh, e minus one hosting Houston. They beat the uh, Falcons. Yeah, because Falcons are terrible. Yeah, I think I think that Vegas is thinking that the Texans have a left after beating KC, which they very well might. Back um, to games in the division. Uh, Indy's got a road grader line. The Colts actually, were the Colts off this past week? They must have been, right? I think they were. I actually like the Colts in this one. Yeah, I think so too. Minus one. Uh Bills minus sixteen and a half hosting the Dolphins. It's a big line for the Bills with the Dolphins How about are. Sixteen and a half point favorite for Buffalo. Thirty nine is the over under. Good for Buffalo. Now, to be fair, how is Miami gonna score against the Buffalo defense? Mm, they're not. They're not. Uh, it's just you can't. You gotta take the points in an NFL game, but I don't want to bet on the Dolphins. So have like five touchdowns. I'm, I'm sitting that one out. There's there's a lot of shitty games this week. Jags versus Bengals, Rams Minnesota. versus Falcons. Boy, minute! Wow, Detroit getting no love despite the fact that they're. I think they're up ten right now. Yeah, they're up. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, they are up ten. Yeah. Uh, like you, you, the Ravens at Seahawks might be the one of the better games of the week. Seahawks minus three and a half. Hmm. Give me the Ravens because I like the Ravens. Nah, Seattle at home. Three and a half is too much. Um, Saints at Bears. Ravens done in any respect. Come on, the Ravens are great. They got Ingram, they got Lamar. Don't hate on the Ravens. I mean, they beat the shit out of Miami. I mean, I like the people. I'm just thinking through what have they done on merit. Well, Uh, I mean, they hung in against KC. Um, let's see who who have they beaten? Anybody? They, good? Let's see. Uh, they barely beat Pittsburgh in overtime. They beat it was one score against the Bengals. Uh, KC beat them. And they lost to the Browns. That's right. The Browns went in there and won. How that the Browns blew a twenty to six lead against the Seahawks. That's a Michigan Browns are weird. The Browns are a weird team. Do the Browns figure it out and kind of get hot at some point, or do they just kind of combust? I think they're slowly combusting. Yeah, you've won me over. I think Seattle minus three and a half is the bet there um, in Seattle. 
Saints oh, at Bears. I kind of like – I'm assuming it's still Teddy, but if it's Breeze, even more Saints plus three. Um, obviously, the Bears have under, defense. Over under 39. 38 and a half Ooh. on my bookie. If you're ever going to win an under below 40, that would be it. Yeah, it's going to be a brutal game. Defensive struggle. Oh, Cowboys minus three hosting the Eagles, John. I know. This is uh, this is diarrhea. Yeah, that's rough. Um, I guess give me the Eagles on that one. Maybe it's uh, a get-right game for the Cowboys. They've both been crap here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best win of the year for either team goes to Philadelphia at Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess give me the Eagles too. Yeah, I mean, I get in a game like that. I guess I'll take the points. Vegas is like we have no idea. Yeah, they're like, don't make us pick this one. Two and a half. I think Philly's very slightly better based off they've got the best win of the group. Um. See, so yeah, that's NFL next week. So that's only minus nine and a half. At the Jets, I mean, come on. Yeah, my bookie's got a minus 10. Yeah, I got that's safe bet for sure. Jets are going to be on a letdown after beating the Cowboys. Favorite against the Chargers. They should not be favored against anyone. Yep. Uh, I think Oakland at Green Bay minus seven is a sleeper. Uh, You're picking Oakland plus seven there? I think I, I like that. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know about that one. They've won back-to-back Colts. Bad. Yeah, and the Green Bay's playing on Monday, so I got a short rest. Oh, look at Ozuna drop the ball, and the Nats are up two nothing. Okay, good. Yeah, so I'm I about to I was about to move into that before we wrap up here. Uh, I think the Nats are obviously about to walk away with the NLCS. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Cardinals, Cardinals have. Magical voodoo power. Hey, no, I hope as a as an Astros fan, if they're gonna if they're gonna beat the Yankees, which is obviously a huge if, you would love for this game to go seven, this series to go seven, I should say. So I hope the Cardinals do come back, even though I hate the Cardinals, but I, I think that the Nats are about to win it in four or five. I mean the Cardinals just look pretty terrible. Okay, I'm seeing the replay now, it's switched over. Oh my god, he's just straight up dropped that ball. Oh, how many outs are there? Are there two outs? Out. And he dropped that. Oh, Ozuna. Oh, brother. That is bad. Um, yeah, so, I mean, but obviously I think the exciting series is over in the AL. Things looked bad last night. Uh, Judge hit a two-run homer when the Astros were leading 1-0. Really, you know, if you're following this Astros series, they have four games with Verlander and Cole as the starters. Yankees have a, a really good bullpen. You got to win all four of those, you would think, to win the series. So last night was a must win in that respect. They they got beat pretty bad in game one, although Granky was the starter and he's really the solid number three and just hasn't been very good since he got over here in the trade. Um, went to the eleventh inning, super super exciting game. Correa Correa is down in the uh, in the seven hole after being injured. He hit a walk off homer. Electric atmosphere. Props to the Astros for not only uh, winning in walk-off fashion, but really, I mean, surviving everything the Yankees bullpen had to throw at them last night. I mean, they they hung in versus Chapman. Um, they 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 got all the way to uh, I forget who it was. They got through Britain, Chapman, all those guys. Ottavino gave up a big home run to Springer to tie the game up. That was a huge turning point. Um, Correa had another winning play in that game where he. Uh, 
he he went over and picked up a ball that was dropped by Altuve. It's like not drop, but kind of booted a little bit, and then threw uh threw out a Yankee player at home base. That was was huge. It's it's gonna be a good series. You know, the it's kind of a another must win game tomorrow night for the Astros with Garrett Cole on the mound. But if they win that game, they're up two one. Um, they, they guarantee that they're going to be headed back to, to Houston and that they're going to get to see the uh, Verlander and Cole arms again. So if they can win tomorrow night, the onus is definitely back on the Yankees. I think the Yankees are going to be pressing tomorrow night. Stanton hurt himself in game one. Um, yeah, I, I think it's shaping up to be a good series. I was worried after that 7-0 in game one and then last night being down that maybe it was about to be over in four or five. Um, but you know, it's it's uh hopefully gonna be a good one. We'll see. Tomorrow night, Cole's gotta win. That's that's my takeaway. Big Houston sports fan big, here. Big big swing game, it feels like, is if the Yankees beat Cole, that really sets them up well. Yeah, if the Yankees beat Cole, it's gonna they're gonna I don't really know how the Astros win the series, um, with the way the rotation sets up. But if Cole wins, you, you kinda it kinda flips the switch a little bit where the Yankees are having to, to win the next two just to, to not yeah. ensure they have to beat Cole and Verlander. Um, we yeah. shall see. Four o'clock first pitch, too. So oh, be- wow. Yeah, I didn't, didn't realize. That, is that four o'clock your time or my time? Four Eastern, yep. Oh, man. We're going to be watching that one at work. Okay. All right. Good to know. It was in Yankee Stadium. That'll be- so, uh, so, is the, so the night game is, is game four of the NLCS in, in D.C. Then. Correct. And then the uh, ALCS is prime time the next two nights. Yep, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, yeah. So that's uh, it's it's gonna be a good week of sports. Hopefully, as a as a Astros fan, it'll be a good week of sports. I'll uh, I'll let you know next week when we talk. Sounds good. Yeah, and then uh, you know, maybe maybe Ole Miss can win this weekend. If they don't, don't worry about it. It's okay. Uh, Kermit basketball coming up in November. I was looking at the schedule today. Um, November. Got- official season opener November 8th right is that what you said I think against I think like November 4th they're playing against Mississippi College or something um you know we'll get into it later I think they, they play at Memphis they play Butler and Oxford I want to say they have the NIT tip off so there's there's some good games coming up uh, on that front NBA is getting started this week is that right I know the preseason's been going on um hockey is going on don't watch any hockey don't know why I said that but that's uh, that's a fact um, yeah, and we're in the thick of it, John. It's uh, all the, the time of the year when we got all the sports on. We're sorry, China. Anything we ever did, we're sorry. Yeah, well, this podcast, well, you know, I don't, I, yeah, I stand with Hong Kong. I'll say that. I'm not afraid. Uh, I'm not afraid that armchair all Americans are going to make us apologize to China. Whatever. If they do, fuck it. Who cares? I don't care. Oh, so it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Who cares? All right, that's it for this week, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.